Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 13, Episode 154. I'm Dave Bryan from SteelersDepot.com, and I'm flying solo on this Wednesday, July 19th. Alex Kazora is still on vacation, a well-deserved vacation at that uh, this week. Uh, and I'm doing this podcast on this Wednesday. It's going to obviously be a shorter show with me flying solo here. I'll try not to stutter too much along the way here, but uh, uh, the reason I'm doing this is obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers announced uh, Wednesday morning that they have signed Alex Highsmith to a four-year contract extension uh, that runs through the 2027 season. Uh, the early reported numbers on that is that the four year, the four year extension, the new four years on top of 2023 total out at $68 million in total. Uh, Adam Schefter reports that, uh, Highsmith, uh, getting 27, a little over 27.7 million in guarantees as part of the deal and $38 million in total over the first two new years of the deal. Now the first two new years of the deal, meaning 2024 and 2025, uh, Highsmith was already had old money on the books for 2023. He was set to earn 2.743 million. Uh, in 2023 prior to this extension as part of, you know, his rookie base salary uh, for, for 2023. And also he had qualified for the proven performance escalator, which gave him that bump up to 2.743 million uh, there. So once again, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this deal. We don't know a lot of specifics other than, you know, the four new years totaling out supposedly at 68 million. Uh, we don't know more than 27 point, a little more than 27.7 million in guarantees and the $38 million total uh, in probably new money over the first two years uh, of, of the deal here. Uh, I will say this about the the little over $27.7 million in guarantees. It's going to be interesting to see how the actual language of this uh, plays out with the contract uh, because of, you know, the Steelers normally, unless it's a you know top end of the market deal, they normally stay away from fully guaranteed money outside of the first year. Uh, and the 27 point, a little over 27.7 million would obviously dip into, you know, first and second year money, meaning 2023 and 2024. Uh, I project that the signing bonus with this deal is probably going to be in the neighborhood of around $20 million. Uh, we'll see what his base, his new base salary is in 2023. They might leave that alone and let that stand at 2.743 million. If they, if indeed that's the case and, and look, this is projected, it'll be close to this. It might not be exact. 
But uh, based on that, it would mean a cash flow in 2023 for, for Highsmith of $22.743 million uh, overall. Now, there's probably going to be roster bonuses in this thing in 2024 and 2025. And if you were to put a $5 million roster bonus for March of 2024 onto the initial 2023 projected cash flow of 22.743, that magically comes up to 27. Uh, let's say it'd be 27.743, which b- would be match. Uh, the Adam Schefter report of giving him 27.7, a little over 27.7 million in guarantees. Now, obviously that first year money is going to be guaranteed the base salary and the, and the signing bonus of, of right around 22.743. If indeed there's that $5 million roster bonus, uh, for March in there, bumping this up into the 27.743 million category. It's going to be interesting to see if that roster bonus in you know next March is either fully guaranteed or if it's guaranteed for you know skill and injury and 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 cap purposes, which oftentimes you see in these Steelers deals when they are not top of the market uh, kind of guys. So that's something we're looking out for when when these numbers come come out. Is the twenty seven point seven million fully guaranteed or is it just the first year money of the 22 you know roughly 20 million dollar signing bonus and you know let's let's suppose a 2.743 million dollar base salary in there uh it's not a big deal overall because i mean look you don't sign a guy like this to this deal thinking you're going to cut him uh next off season so even if that uh 27.7 million is not quote unquote, fully guaranteed, it's virtually guaranteed. He's going to see it barring something catastrophic uh, happening uh, there overall. So uh, as far as the rest of the contract playing out, there's probably going to be a roster bonus, another one in 2025, probably due in March of around, I don't know, around $4 million or so. But the way I have this broken down, uh, at least in my projection with the $20 million signing bonus and the 2.743 base salary in 2023 along with a roster bonus of 5 million in 2024 and a base salary in 2024 of 3 million we'll see how close I come to that uh that would give him uh, a cash earnings of 30.743 million through 2024 uh by the way I have this set up I have him earning 40.743 million through 2025 and if you subtract that old money he was due which was the 2.743 million uh you come up with third you know uh 38 a little over 38.7 uh million and that kind of matches what Adam Schefter reported in you know in his tweet saying that uh, 38 million over the first two new years of the contract, which once again, the first two new years would be 2024 and 2025. Now y'all probably screaming at the podcast machine saying, well, get to the cap, uh, ramifications here. All right. Uh, once again, we don't have the exact numbers right now. So, uh, it's all supposed speculative right now, but, 
you know, based on my example of a $20 million signing bonus and a base salary in 2023 of $2.743 million, that would result in a new cap charge in 2023 for Alex Highsmith of 6.951, a little over 6.951 million uh, for 2023. Now remember, his cap charge was uh, originally scheduled uh, to be 2.951073. Uh, so that. If, if my projection is correct, which it's, it might not be 100% on, uh, on the money, it feels like the max that his cap charge in 2023 will rise is by $4 million. So you're talking about an, uh, using up $4 million of available cap space at max, more than likely, as part of this deal. This should come in anywhere uh, and if my numbers are not exactly correct, it should come in anywhere between three to four million dollars in an increase of a 2023 uh, cap charge for Alex Highsmith. So once again, we're playing with uh, a rough outline of reported numbers from uh, Adam Schefter so far. But in working these contracts in the past over the years and the experience I have in them, it's pr my numbers are probably going to be fairly close to what the actual is and who knows when we'll have those actuals in with a contract this big, you'd hope by the end of the day, but it might be Monday uh, before we know the exact parameters. And especially maybe when it comes to like what was exactly fully uh, guaranteed on this. Now, if you're sitting there and you're, you're a bit surprised that the, that the Steelers got this deal done without Alex Highsmith, you shouldn't. You, re you really shouldn't be. I mean, we've talked about it really since late last season on into this offseason. It wasn't a matter of if it would get done. It, it's a, it was a matter of when it would be would get done. And quite honestly, if you all go all the way back to my the first time I, I wrote a long post about this in in the end of January of this year. I, I did a projected market value on him. And at the end of this article, I wrote, I think the new money average of the deal could come in somewhere between 15 and 17.25 million. Well, he was more to the higher end of that with a $17 million uh, new money average. Now, once again, the media usually, the local media usually gets this all wrong when, when, they, when they talk about average yearly value. When you look at a player's contract, and you want to get a you know a, a universal average yearly value it's always related off of the new money and new years of the deal that's how these things are calculated and ranked across the books here so if you're looking at 68 million dollars on a four year extension because those are four new years and you divide that by four you get a 17 million dollar new money average even though the total of the five years now will be a hair over 70 million uh, overall there. So I just want to clarify that there's, you know, you're going to see this thing reported by the local media different ways and twisted and turned. But for all practical purposes, when we talk about this deal, it's going to be a new money average of 17 million. And once again, that comes in on, on, on closer to the high side of my January projection of between 15 and 17.25 million dollar new money average. Now, the only 
real question in my head uh, throughout, you know, this whole offseason when it comes to an extension with Highsmith was once again, not that if it would get done, it would be when it would get done. And what would the length of it be? Are we talking about a two year extension on top of 2023? Or are we talking about a four year extension, which it ended up being there? My thoughts on this was if they tried to play the bottom end of the market value of of around 15 million, that it was more than likely going to be a two year extension. That way, Alex would you know be a free agent sooner rather than later. He's 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 giving up two future years at a lower price there. Uh, it really feels like with him coming in it. And once again, the $17 million new money average right now ranks him, uh, tied for 10th across the NFL. That's going to change. <laughs> you know how these contracts, uh, they usually come before the start of the regular season. He's number 10, uh, right now on the overall edge rusher list. Uh, top to bottom. And in fact, if you look at uh, over the cap right now, it uh, his $17 million number ties in with uh, Sh- uh, Shaquille Barrett and Chandler Jones and puts him right behind a guy like uh, Harold Landry at 17.5 and Cameron Jordan at 17.5. So the fact that he ended up in the top 10 this early before training camp uh, got underway Uh, Not a big surpriser. I thought that could be the case that he could potentially jump into that top 10, definitely within the top 15, but I thought he had a chance of getting in the top 10 and he did. Had they waited on getting this deal done a little bit longer, uh, if the other Bosa and, you know, Danielle Hunter end up getting their deals done, there was a chance that even at 17 million, he, he wouldn't be in the top 10. So timing, I think, uh, played a factor in this. And, and my viewpoint on this as well, too, is that the higher end, you know, we talked about the 15 to 17.25 million dollar new money average right around in there as, as being a projected kind of target, uh, for, uh, fair market value for Alex Highsmith. Uh, the fact that it came in at a higher, higher end of the scale, it kind of feels like the Steelers bought you know, the two extra years, you know, saying, look, you know, this will, this will be the structure we'll give you. We'll make the new money uh, average at 17 million. We'll make you the, you know, uh, the 10th highest paid edge rusher in the NFL. But in exchange for that, we want this to be a four-year extension uh, instead of a two-year extension. So splitting hairs there, is that exactly how the conversation went with Omar Condon? Who who knows? Uh, but it does feel like with him being a little bit on the, on the higher end of that projected spectrum that that might have been the course. And look, you know, Alex Highsmith has said for quite a while now, you know, he wants to remain a Steelers, stay in Pittsburgh a long time, uh, uh, yada, yada there. So I think the, the really the only question that got answered today that was kind of a questionable answer was, would it be a two-year extension or would it be a four-year extension? Uh, obviously, with this being a four-year extension, it's a five-year total deal, and that allows you to stretch that signing bonus allocated out over the five years. Had this been a uh, three, uh, two-year extension, you obviously could only extend it over, uh, 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 allocate that signing bonus up over the, the, the length of the three years, unless you decided to put you know two, two void years 
in there, which the Steelers are usually like to now try to stay away from those void years there. But uh, once again, the only question I think that there was going into into this offseason when it comes to Highsmith was, would it be a two-year extension or would it be a four? And kudos to them for getting them locked up uh, for, for four more years here. Uh, obviously, you hope he plays out at least the first three years, meaning this year, 2024 and 2025, uh, with him being so young and still uh, an ascending player. There's no reason to think that he won't play out this entire deal, barring him going backwards, you know, with, with his play, uh, now. So, uh, it made, made sense for both sides here. Another interesting aspect that I've talked about a few times with Alex on this show is, uh, when, when talking about fair market value is, you know, look, the Steelers like it or not, they like using that franchise tag as a weapon. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure at some point, Omar Khan, uh, took, I'm, I'm metaphorically speaking here, took Alex Highsmith into his office and showed him the franchise tag sword. Uh, I'm being funny here, but I mean, it, 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 it is real. And here's, here's why, uh, Alex was obviously on the books, uh, this year to earn in the final year of his, his rookie deal, uh, $2.743 million. Had he been, franchise, you know, had he not gotten a deal this offseason or signed a, a, a deal with the Steelers there, uh, you could be looking at a franchise tag, I don't know, 20, let's say 22, $23 million uh, next year. So in other words, if, if, if Alex did not sign this year and face the franchise tag and receive that franch, franchise tag, he had the potential of being capped off. And let's just say you know, the franchise tag for, for, for lack of a better word would have been 22 or yeah, 22 million for edge rushers. He, he was effectively going to be capped off at earning, uh, a little, almost $27 million over the course of the next two years. Had he not gotten a deal done and indeed received the franchise tag. Now there's now there's no guarantee he would, you know, he, he could have, you know, he could have got injured in 2023 or could have gone backward in production and lost his value. So there was no guarantee that he was going to see the franchise tag in 2024, but it's always out there as a threat uh, against him uh, to use against him. So that impacts not only the cash flow in the first you know, two, two years of this deal. And actually the third year as well, because, you know, they, they technically could have held over his head playing on playing out his contract in 2023 and then franchise tagging him back to back in 2024 and 2025. So he was essentially capped out via the, the tag process if used from 2023, 2025. And don't think that that does not get used in negotiation process. So to counteract that, you give him more up money uh, up front in 2023 specifically, because, hey, he was scheduled to earn $2.743 million. It now looks like he's going to uh, put in his pocket around $22.743 million in 2023. And then through 2024, where he could have potentially been wearing that tag and capped out at around 
close to 25 million. He's probably going to have a cash flow total through 2024 now of right around probably a little bit more than uh, $30 million. We'll see what the actual numbers say, but it should be fairly, uh, fairly close to, I don't know, anywhere between 28 and 31 million through 2024. So uh, don't think that the threat of the franchise tag, and, and that's something that I kind of planned for and wrote about, talked about throughout this offseason as well, too. So don't think that that does not exist for players in the final year, you know, specifically of their uh, either the rookie contract or, you know, fifth year option or, or, or anything along those lines. The threat of the tag is indeed real. Both sides know that during the negotiation uh, process here. So uh, overall, none of this should be surprising as far as how this played out. Once again, I think the most, now that we know the length, we know some of the parameters. It'll be interesting to see the, the exact signing bonus uh, total for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, as I mentioned at the top here uh, of this show, you know, is, is that whatever roster bonus do him in 2024 fully guaranteed as part of that, you know, 27.7 is being reported as guaranteed or is that roster bonus in, in March uh, guaranteed for injury skill cap uh, reasons uh, there. So that that's going to be interesting to find out kind of the unknown at this point and really just what does the overall structure look like? What exactly are the amounts of those roster bonuses in 2024, 2025? Once again, I expect this cap number to come in somewhere around 6.951 million, maybe a little bit less at the sign, you know, depending on how much first year money he got between, you know, the signing bonus and, 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 and the base salary overall here. But looking at this, if you're just, if you, if you don't care about any of these numbers, I'm rattling off here that the cap doesn't interest you or contract negotiations. I think the 30,000 foot takeaway here overall is this process went pretty much as expected and, and, and as predicted here uh, with the only question being, you know, was this going to be a two-year extension or a uh, four-year extension overall there? So nobody should be surprised. This is not going to kill the team this year from a uh, uh, cap standpoint. They're going to probably restructure the contract of TJ Watt later in the offseason to free up a little bit more cap space uh, overall here. And then obviously with if indeed, which it should be a roster bonus in 2024 with Alex Highsmith, he would then shoot to the top of the uh, spring of 2024 likely restructure candidates here because what they could do uh, by the time they pay him that March roster bonus in 2024 is take that roster bonus and uh, a chunk of his uh, base salary down to the minimum and then turn that into another signing bonus to help lower, lower his 2024 cap charge. If indeed, they need to clear some cap space. And we'll, we'll obviously know that by the end of this year, when we get a better 30,000 foot look of where the Steelers will, will, will be setting uh, against the cap and all, but don't be so I'll, I'll tell you right now, don't be surprised if he ends up getting his contract restructured uh, March of 2024. This generally happens with these higher uh, dollar deals, uh, especially those that, 
or five years in length, which in his case it is because of the four four year extension, it would make sense that that's the path that the Steelers go, assuming Alex does not get hurt and stays you know good with production, uh, yada yada there. So uh, I don't know what else there is to really talk about when it comes to this, other than you know I I know a lot of you listening probably think that that they that you know you probably think that that they may have overspent here. I don't view it as that. If anything, I think you can maybe view this as a slight overspend, but I mean, it's marginal at that. Once again, you know, I had the high side, I think it's 17.25 million. Uh, you look at his production and, and the advanced analytics and, and thing and, and, and his tape, the more importantly, the tape, and it all called for, you know, a new money average of between 15 and 17.25 million overall. So if you, if, if you want to argue, Dave, I think this is a a slight overpay uh, here. Okay. I, 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 I could stomach that, but once again, you get a young player still seemingly on the rise here. Uh, You're not going to have any more guaranteed money tied up you know, uh, past probably the roster bonus in 2024. Uh, you could see this coming, this deal coming a mile, a mile away. And, uh, I think it's a fair deal overall. The fact that he didn't hit the top end that I had projected, uh, I view it as a fair deal. And now the proof will be in the pudding, right? Uh, you know, he's got to go up and follow up the great season that he had, uh, last season, uh, with the Steelers there. I think he's very capable of hitting double digit, really middle, you know, 13, 14, 15, uh, sacks, I I think is very obtainable for him, uh, in 2023, especially if Watt stays healthy, especially if Cameron Hayward stays healthy, especially if Larry Ogunjobi, uh, stays healthy here. Uh, you know, another predictive thing that, that kind of helped me form, a value on this, and I've written and talked about it as well, too, is this is the third year of the uh, CBA cash expenditure uh, period here. So you kind of we, we had a we, we had a good idea of what the Steelers had spent in cash in the previous two years, plus all the way through, you know, free agency this year. We know that the CBA dictates that teams must spend 90% of the total salary cap number across three years, these three years in cash. Uh, We also know that the Steelers were probably likely to spend in the 100% category of the three-year span of cap in cash. and and doing all the math associated with it, it called for uh, first-year money right along with what it looks like this is going to be with Alex Highsmith. So that was another thing we had going for us when trying to predict market value and contract structure and cash flow and all like that uh, was the fact that the Steelers were in the third and final year of this three-year span. When you're dealing with a first year of a three-year span, it makes it kind of tough because you don't know, you know, are they going to want to spend, you know, 110 uh, percent to help alleviate on the back end of the three years? Are they going to want to kind of be, uh, you know, a little conservative, conservative and then, 
make up the spending in their plan be, uh, with in, in the final two years, you just don't know. But when you have the first two years of a three-year span on paper and you've got an idea of what they're probably going to spend percentage-wise uh, with that, it, 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 it makes it a lot. We, we got lucky, you know, and that once again, I, this is, this what Alex Highsmith's projected contract, in my opinion, I've done this for quite a while now. I'm obviously constantly learning little things here and there along the way. You can never stop learning too much about this stuff, but this was one of the easier ones in my mind to project here uh, with once again, the only huge question being was, was it going to be a two or a four year extension? We got the answer today on that with a four year extension. So I thought I'd uh, record a nice little, I don't know how long did I go? 15, 20 minutes here podcast uh, for you uh, to, you know, discuss this deal. Uh, obviously on the Friday show, I think uh, Jonathan Hightritter and Josh Carney will join me again. We'll talk more about it uh, and the impact of it and everything related to that on the Friday show. And obviously when Alex Kazora gets back uh, next week on Monday, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it as well too. But uh, uh, all I can say right now is uh, through the rest of the weekend or at least until Friday morning, if the actual numbers of this deal uh, do get reported. I'll have a post up on Steeders Depot about it so you can see the, 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 the cap impact. And once again, I expect Alex Highsmith's 2023 number to go up anywhere between three and four million. Uh, that, that, that should be the range there. And uh, we'll talk more about it on Friday. So hope you enjoyed this uh, quick and dirty uh, uh, episode of the Terrible Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Studios Depot. Follow, follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, theterriblepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, SteedersDepot.com. Hit the donate button, upright, navigational bar. Also, if you like an ad-free version of the site, SteedersDepot.com. Hit the ad-free uh, button, upright, navigational bar. So until Friday, as always, thanks for listening to the Terrible Podcast. With Dave, with me, myself, and I. (laughs) Good day.